last, we'll be the first. What a day, I'm telling you. This is Jimmy and Annette and Chevy, of course. We are on episode 41, and we're so happy that you're going to join us today. Girl, you are so good at this. This is why I'm handing all this over to you. I don't understand that. (laughs) I think you're good at this. No, you're really good at this. It's shock and awe to hear your beautiful voice in that that beautiful Texas twang. I love everything about it. You're funny. I love everything about it. You know, I was made fun of when I was a school teacher in Southern California. Well, think about it. That was in California. I know, but it's it's lingered all these long, long years. Just the pain. And they and made agony. fun of my accent. Honey, they were children. I know, but it, <laughs> you were children hurt people. They that hurt me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. You're scarred. I'm trying to get over it by, by opening the show. And I appreciate it. And you did fantastic. Thank you. And uh, Chevy, Mr. Chevy's with us. I heard me say his name. But yes. He's, he's needing lots of attention. He's very needy, isn't he? Well, we've been gone most of the day. We've That's had true. a long work We did. Day. Boy, did we ever. Yes. So we did our, we, Annette and I are, co-pastors. I'm the lead pastor and she's associate pastor at Bridge Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. And we do, this was our annual calendaring day. And if you've ever done uh, strategic planning and calendaring, you know that that's a long day and it's a lot of looking at dates and putting together activities for a solid year. So we scheduled all the way through the end of 2024 and we got it done by what two two o'clock. Yeah, we were tired two. though. We were all feeling it by the end, and did a working lunch through that. But anyway, we have a fantastic staff and team at our church that we they're more like friends and family than anything. But we do this thing together. So this was a big day. So it was. so we're dragging just a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, yes. and then Chevy is like pawing you because he know, really like, needs really, a lot of attention. Y'all kept me in the cage all day. All day I've been in the puppy. I've been in puppy jail all day. He's funny. So, show number 41, we are plowing through this year. This has been, we're seeing some neat things begin to happen with this podcast. And first of all, I want to say a huge welcome to everyone that's listening and who who has encouraged us. You've sent in letters, reviews, It has been notes, remarkable. Emails. I mean, I'm, we're blown away, first of all that you trust us with even sharing prayer requests of heavy things that are heavy. going on in your life. And whenever I read something over the air in terms of Thanksgiving or whatever, I, I won't ever want to betray anything. And I'll be, I'm always really careful with what we say because we, we thank you for your trust and we want to continue that. But I do also like to recognize people who are writing in and mm-hmm. encouraging us. We have some that are donating also and, and supporting um, this effort. And so thank you so much. It means a ton to us just to hear from you. And so thank you so much. And again, thank you for joining us. Um, Living Up in a Down World is the name of our show. Did we even say that? (laughs) I don't know if we said it. I don't know if we did. (laughs) But that's the name of the show. And it's not, it's more than the name of a show. It's actually a philosophy of life. It's a theophysy. It's a, it's a theology of life where, where we believe that God's called us to live up, even if a world is down and the Bible calls it a fallen world. So that's where I took that from. Um, made this title up back in college. Really? Low those many years. Yeah, I wrote a paper. 
in, in class, and we were asked to write a paper, and we were like, well, what's the topic? And they said, any topic you want. For some reason, this phrase popped into my mind, literally. It's a miracle I can still remember it from college. Living up in a down world, so I wrote a whole paper on it. And, uh, and that title stuck with me, and I thought, I'm going to use that again someday. Because to <laughs> me, is. I like it. It's really my life philosophy, mm-hmm. if you think about it. I'm a positive person, so kind of always up most of the time and 99% of the time. Yeah, you are. <laughs> then there's that ugly 1%. But anyway, <laughs> um, but so that's the name of the show. So thank you for being with us. We are honored and thrilled that you're listening today. And if you're a first-time guest, thank you so much for giving us some time. We want to make it worth your time. I want to share a few things. All right, we boy, busy day, so we're kind of we're running on fumes this evening. But um, we had some neat things happen last week. Um, well, not so good for you. I left you alone for two and a half days. I know. That well, was hard that was on heartbreaking, me. wasn't it? I don't think we've been apart in how long? I mean, well, I since February. Pink Impact when you went right. up to Gateway Church, yeah. the big ladies conference, which was amazing. But yeah, I, mean, I made we... sure I kept myself quite busy with Chevy <laughs> and work. I I worked more than usual, just right? To and you get probably watched some of... carnivore videos. I did some information from and Dr. Ken Berry, Jim Simbola. Oh, teaching man, he is the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, and obviously in New York, in Brooklyn, amazing. And just an amazing st- that man has been preaching and leading that church for over fifty years. He's 127 no, years he's old. Not. He's in his eighties. Eighties. Think yes. eighty one, and still going strong. And he looks amazing. And he's still the lead pastor of that. He's church. lead pastor. He looks very healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he is not. He, he is not definitely one to look up. I, oh yeah, yeah. We read some of his books. We talked about it last week, but right, the book just, "Fresh Wind, Fresh, Fresh Fire." Fire. Oh, it my just gosh. prompted me to. Start going online, go on YouTube, see what I can find in all of his teachings for over the, all these years are there. Yeah. We, Annette and I love preaching. We, we were so in love with Jesus, but we love listening to teachers. And so we have some, how we grow. It is. And, and I mean, you know, we're, we're teaching others. That's what we do. We lead a church and have for many years, 38 years for me, 28 for you in it with me and, and us working together. But we we have to get our buckets filled, too, just like everybody else. And so we have some favorites that we listen to, and others, Pastor Robert Morris, uh, Joyce Meyer, just from the ladies' side. She's amazing. And then kind of a new favorite for me that I've really been impacted by is Christine Kane. Christine Kane, I knew you were going to say. She lives in L.A. now, but she's from um, Australia. And uh, she was a youth pastor back in the day in Sydney, Australia, and she is a Fireball. Powerhouse. Fireball. Fireball, powerhouse. I mean, my goodness, she's strong. And I but really Joyce appreciate Myers it. Joyce mentoring her, so you can see why she would be yeah, so strong. Yeah, for like 28 years mm-hmm. they've been together. So anyway, we listen to, we we love just listening to different teachers and preachers and just keeps to us encouraged. To some people, they would think that's boring, but to us, mm-hmm. it feeds our spirit. Life-giving. Yes, it's yeah. very much life-giving. Yeah, it helps us live up in a down world, doesn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> we get inspired. We could do that or we could turn on the news. And oh, keep it yeah, on all day. that would be so encouraging. <laughs> 
And because there's so much truth in mainline, right. mainstream media <laughs> right now. And so, yeah, I'm obviously being sarcastic and unapologetically so. I mean, where there's lies and untruth, it needs to be called out. We need mm-hmm. to not be afraid to speak up. So that's what we did. And that's what you did while I was gone. Yes. And like I said, you did some carnivore videos. So our carnivore journey, we're on day 111 today. Wow. So 111 days of doing carnivore, ketovore. We call it ketovore ketovore. because we mix keto and carnivore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been remarkable. Mm -hmm. I can't believe our energy. Normally, by this time of the day, if we had a day like with today, we would be like, is it bedtime yet? Well, we've had a lot of storms today. Yeah, too. it's been very overcast, but we've had rain. Thank goodness, we, we needed need it. it badly. Yes, yes. And it looks like we're going to ra- rain all week, right? Yes, for about a week. Yes. Are you looking at our notes, or is yes. Tina right? No, I'm looking at our okay. notes. No, Tina's. <laughs> I haven't Tina's heard been from traveling. Her yet. So I so Adam Curry. Adam's my best friend. He's my BFF, and. Usually when, when the girls are gone or one of the girls are gone or whatever, we do a bro date. And so we've had several. So we did a bro date on, what was it, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So normally we don't do things on Saturday night because he has his big no agenda show on Sunday, huge. And so he's got a lot of prep work to do. And then I'm doing a lot of prep work and finalizing for me because I do two shows on Sunday. Two shows? <laughs> two shows. Uh, he calls it show. Uh, we always say, have a good show. And so I preach twice. We have two services at the bridge and we're growing right now. So it's really just a lot of movement and action. And I love every second of it. So I preach two back-to-back messages about 45 minutes each on Sunday morning. So that's a lot of preparation. And I don't preach with notes. I preach extemporaneous, which means I have to do a lot of study and thinking and processing. So it's a lot of brain power. So we don't usually do things on Saturday night with folks, but... Tina was out of town. And I insisted you go you on did. a date. You're with an Adam. amazing. Well, you I, sent me on a date with another man. That's I know. shocking. I, well, I felt like I didn't want him to be alone while she yeah. was gone for a few days. She went on a hiking trip in Utah. But then I come to find out he had something going every night. So I could have kept you at home. He's a socialite. He's Adam the Podfather Curry. <laughs> but anyway, we, we hung out. We had a great time. We ate at this phenomenal restaurant here in Fredericksburg. Probably one of the top. It, it may is. be the top restaurant. It is. It's called Vaudeville. So if you're ever in Central Texas, Hill Country, Vaudeville, look it up. It's amazing. I had a rack of lamb. He had duck. I mean, we were, we were tall cotton. So it was good. And I was able to carnivore by eating a precious lamb. So <laughs> I was able to stay carnivore. And uh, we had a great time. Whenever Adam and I get together, we talk about our subject matter is God, the world, and other things. Mm-hmm. And everything goes. And it's just nonstop from the moment we sit down. Waiters and waitresses are always eavesdropping. Like, what are those guys talking about? I mean, it's crazy. So we have a great time. So love my bro. And so we're, we're always looking for opportunities to go do a bro date. But thank you for sending me on a bro date. You're that welcome. is amazing, actually. Well, and I didn't have any plans, but I yeah. made plans with someone that... That's true. A friend a I haven't friend, had Karen. time with in a long time. So She's awesome. We went to Backwoods, and I had my Backwoods Barbecue meal. in Fredericksburg. I yet had another great place. And sausage. So I was. Oh, good. you total carnivore. Yeah, you went total carnivore. And she wanted to know all about carnivore. So yeah, who knows? Oh, we don't mind telling people. We no. feel like carnivore evangelists sometimes. <laughs> I think Adam thinks we're carnivore evangelists. Probably. And so Tina did this. Had this big hiking trip that she'd planned like a year ago mm-hmm. with what, like ten ladies. There was a, she opened it up to a whole 
Mm-hmm. A bunch of people, but I don't, I don't know how many ended up going. Most she invited of these. me, and I said, uh, <laughs> "If it was a beach trip, I'm there hiking." No, <laughs> hiking in I the can mountains walk of Utah. And and, I, yeah, we're yeah. going. Although we are going to Colorado, in we a few are. Weeks, so. so let's talk about that trip in a second because yeah. we got really blessed with this. So Tina went, and they hiked for like four days, right, mm-hmm. in the mountains. Her first day, she took a pretty bad spill. Uh, coming down a trail, and she cut her hands up, oh, had to go to the bad. emergency room. She showed us pictures Yeah, online. she sent pictures. We were praying for her. And then she got up the next day, and she seemed to be able to kind of get re- right back repelled. in it. So Yeah, repelled. Oh, my gosh. That's hand work. I can't even imagine. Proud of her, though. She didn't let it oh, take her trip she out. She so. perseveres. I've never met anyone who fire. perseveres like she does. She's so. fire. Didn't surprise me. I'm proud of her, actually. Mm-hmm. But and she's so, coming home tonight. I didn't see any pictures of the puffer coat, and that's like a big controversy in their home well, right now. I just have coat. to tell you, during the day, mm-hmm. I looked at the temperatures there. It's brass. Oh. Utah. Mm-hmm. It was in the 60s, but not nice. was in the 20s and 30s. Oh, wow. So she, she would need were, it at night. Okay. Gotcha. But I don't know if she if she needed it. She Who said knows? they were glamping. It wasn't camping. It was glamping. Glamping. So if you want to hear more about that story, you'll hear all about it this week because she tomorrow got back night. today. Yes. Tomorrow night. So be they'll be recording. Curry and the Keeper. Curry and the Keeper. So yeah, check out Curry and the Keeper. It's one of our favorites and we love them. And uh, so yeah, they're a twinsy show. Um, I had a really cool thing happen last week. I was invited to a theological roundtable, and I know that doesn't light anybody's fire. That sounded kind of boring to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was in Bible nerd heaven with 50 other men that are pastors and leaders who came together to spend two and a half days in God's Word, Second Timothy. I mean, deep diving. We guys presented papers. But that would be interesting for it me. It was fascinating. As long as the, the language was... To where I could understand it. It was I was back in seminary days. Okay. I mean, I used I used terminology I haven't used since seminary. Well, then that actually. might be tough. <laughs> <laughs> we were diving into Greek and Hebrew, and it was amazing. And it was wall to wall. I mean, we got there and we hit the ground running. But it was in this beautiful place called Tesoro Escondido Ranch, which is up just north of Mineral Wells, Texas, and it is in the the central Texas hill country. It's a little different than our hill country. But there's a ridge that overlooks the Brazos River. And, I mean, it's just awe-inspiring. Uh, that that ranch is run by um, Dudley Hall and T.D. Hall and our, the Hall family. They're amazing. So I got to be around some giants in the faith and uh, had, a, had a neat thing happen. I won't, I won't make it long, but a, a bishop out of the Anglican Church who's a world, a global leader, was there. He didn't announce himself. He was unpretentious, 74 years old, sitting on the back row acting like he's nothing. Turns out he was in my breakout group. We didn't get in these table groups and discuss. And when I found out he was a global leader in the Anglican church and has millions of people under his care and supervision, actually about 5 million at this point. Wow. I just, I buddied up to him. I became a shadow. I was like a puppy dog. Cause I, I learned a long time ago that if you want to be a turkey, hang around turkeys. But if you want to fly with eagles, get around some eagles. Exactly. And you'll elevate. Eagles mm-hmm. will elevate your game, and you'll become an eagle when you hang around them. So when I get around people like this, I don't ignore them. I follow them. So Because you're I, not intimidated. You're No, honored. I'm excited. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so as we were getting ready to depart the last day, I just said, uh, Bishop Bill, would you do me the honor of praying, laying hands on me and praying over me? He made a joke about it, and then later he goes, all right, I'm ready. He laid hands on me, and I heard 
the word inside of me, but I heard it in Daniel Kalinda's voice because when Daniel Kalinda laid hands on me and prayed and kind of hit me in the stomach. Years ago. Years ago in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, he yelled, fire. And I mean, it was like something blew up inside of me. Can't explain that. I'm just saying it's a work of the Spirit. So when when uh, Bishop Bill laid his hands on me, I thought he was pushing me down because of the weight of his hands. He's not a large man, but when he put his hands on me, it felt like gravity, like weight. And then there were other guys that were part of my table, and they laid hands on me as well at the same time. And I just sat there, and tears just began to come to. I just started to leak. I mean, to I cry as they as he prayed over me, and they were in agreement. And then he said some amazing things over me that confirmed exactly what God is doing. We call that prophetic encouragement, where which the Bible says it edifies and it brings comfort to men to mm-hmm. to people. It edifies you, it comforts you, and confirms the work of the Lord. And I heard Daniel Kalinda's voice again as he laid hands on me. Fire! It's like fire in my belly. Well, you've definitely been on fire these last few weeks. Yeah, it was months. a reminder of that, and it was just God saying, "I believe confirming His word." But He He gave me some other beautiful things that I won't go into that were encouraging and really have um, a global global scale. And I'll tell you what my takeaway from it. I shared this with our staff today. Is that that I've been believing too too small? Mm. I haven't asked big enough. I mean, God, I God is challenging me in this season to go big, go big or go home, go huh? big or go home. And so I'm beginning to pray dangerous prayers that I have maybe didn't didn't want to risk or take the have the responsibility of, but I'm ready, and God's done that work in me. Well, you know, we were listening to Pastor. Uh, Craig Groeschel speak last week at Gateway. He was there on Sunday. Mm -hmm. This, yeah. And um, he was talking about praying bold prayers, that it's time that we stand up and pray boldly. And he made the comment once you do that, I mean, there's a real enemy that's after you. So you'll be tested. You'll be met with resistance. Yeah, you'll be met with resistance. But it's okay because God is with us. And, uh, so we both said, okay, God, I mean, we're, because we're all in. We are all we're in. We're all in. Period. We pushed all of our chips to the middle of the yes. table, so and, to speak. And we, we understand spiritual warfare for yes. sure. So, um, yeah, that just, this really goes along with what happened with you at that round table. Yes. And God's putting boldness and courage and a fire in you that is, I, I mean, our church is shocked to see, honestly how you have come back with all of that and the way you've been preaching and your, the authority is, um, it's, it's, people are not going to forget this time. It's, it's going to mark time right now. I think, I think the reason that God is increasing that boldness and that courage is because, we need we need clarion voices yes. standing up for truth right now because there's so much f- lies weak, and weak false leadership. weak leadership and and people that are trying to pastors that are tickling the ears of their people because they're afraid they're going to lose money from yeah. from people they're afraid they're going to lose their reputation they're they're so afraid that fear of man we've talked about yeah, that yeah. they don't want to stand up. And God said, 
he, he calls us to be strong and courageous. And for me, I fear the Lord more than I fear, fear man. God. And when I say fear, I mean reverence. Right. I mean awe. I don't mean mm-hmm. like I'm trembling in the presence of God. I'm right. actually thankful and I love my my Abba Father, mm-hmm. but I but I want to please Him more than I want to please anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I, and so now, I think my sabbatical shifted me. I knew God was shifting me, mm-hmm. and all through that thing, there was a shift. I felt it the whole time and sensed it. But I now preach for an audience of one instead of an audience of five hundred. It's and I'm and I'm doing it without fear because I feel like I. After doing, I did that series on heaven called Heaven in the Real World, and it so awakened me to the reality of heaven like I've never been awakened to it in my entire life. But what it did is I no longer fear death. I no longer, I have no fear. It, when you realize what is awaiting us, not only do you not fear it, you start to long for it. Well, and I think for most of us, it's not death so much. It mm-hmm. is the pain of how we're going to die um, once as Christians. Other people, a lot of people think we're just, just everything's just going to go black one day. Yeah. And it's so sad to feel that you're just, your existence is just going to stop, but it oh, doesn't. No it just hope. begins. No hope. You live in dread mm-hmm. of just nothingness. Yes. And I live in hope and expectation mm-hmm. of amazing things that you can't even wrap your mind around. So that that's part of what is driving this. The other part, I think, is an anointing for this season because the world is losing its mind right now. I mean, when I say living up in a down world, I came up with that. 40 years ago, that title. And the world didn't seem as down then as it is say. now. It's way more oh, apropos now. Yes. And so, and I don't want to just beat up on the world. That's not me at all. Anyway, I'm very positive in nature. But the reality is, is government has let us down. I mean, exactly. authority has let us down. Uh, civil government, state government, federal, and now this global whatever is going on. I have a question I always ask, who's flying the plane? And right mm-hmm. now it's hard to tell. Uh, there's a lot. Of, it seems like a lot of powers that are unnamed and unseen are flying mm-hmm. the plane right now. Right. It's very obvious the clown show's not flying it. And so now I want to get off. This isn't about politics. This is about the reality of the world in which we live, that it is very dark right now. Therefore... Me and others, you listening, we need to let our voices be heard. But I mean voices for righteousness, voices for good, voices that are life-giving and speaking light and life into a dark world. Mm -hmm. That's what we're called to do. But we also need to call a spade a spade and call out sin in leadership and call out call out greed and lust and the love of the things of the world and materialism and all these things that have created these power-hungry leaders in right. our culture right. that they care more about money than they do their constituents. Mm-hmm. And now that sounds political because it's in the political realm, but that is what is driving so much of what's happening around us. I'm not talking politically. I'm talking about humanity and exactly. life. Greed. And so we've got a lot of dark things happening, a lot of idolatry happening. And we, there needs to be strong voices calling it out. Every generation sees that there are men and women who stand up and let their voices be heard. And for whatever reason, I feel like God's tapped me for that. And so well, I'm just and it goes along up. with the sermon that you preached on on Sunday about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and how they stood up knowing 
that God, believing that God could come through, but even if he didn't while, you know, when they stepped in that fire and, uh, but God came through. Isn't that one of the most powerful lines in the Bible? I love that story. Um, I've got it here. Um, in fact, it's right here in Daniel chapter three. So what it is, it was an evil king, the king of Babylon. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. And he had this, he had captured like an amoeba. They were just taking over country after country after country. And this is around 589 BC. They laid siege to Jerusalem and they invaded Israel and Jerusalem. And about two years later, Jerusalem fell. They destroyed the walls around Jerusalem. The temple. They do that in order to humiliate the city, to Mm -hmm. take down their walls to leave them unprotected. And then they destroyed Solomon's temple, which was considered one of the um, ancient wonders of the world. And they destroyed it. I mean, like turned it into rubble, which we've been there. The rubble Mm -hmm. is still there all these years later. You can actually walk around it. It's mind bending to think that men in in BC, we're not talking AD, we're talking Mm -hmm. 589, 87, BC, and then in 586, they took Jerusalem captive and they took all these people from Jerusalem, their homeland, up to Babylon, which was just devastating to all these people who said, You know, this is the land God gave us, now you took us away. So, in the middle of all that, Nebuchadnezzar, just to appease people, talk about politics, he starts finding some of the Jewish young men that had leadership on them. They, they stood heads above everybody else, and he started tapping them for um, political power and governing uh, to try to keep the peace among the Jewish people that are now settled in Babylon. So he was a politician from the Mm get-go. But he was dark, and um, he decided to build an idol that was 90 feet tall, made out of solid gold, 9 feet wide. He erected it out in the desert, and he demanded that when this music was played— Apparently, is pretty epic from the sound it of it. It kind of reminds me of when music, I mean, there's, in Israel, remember the... Oh, yeah. It, All over any Arab nation. Yes. Or where there's Muslim presence, they have these... Huge speakers, speakers all, all over, the, over city. the city, and three times a day they go off, and, and then, then you're supposed to they stop drop. and pray yeah. to stop, their knees. drop and roll kind of thing. They, that kind of when you were talking yeah. about that at church, that mm-hmm. reminded me of when we were in it's, Israel. It's bizarre if you're not in that religion and mm-hmm. faith, which we obviously are not. We are Christian to the core, but it's very eerie to hear mm-hmm. that playing, and it's, it it's is. these voices. It's, it's dark. a chant or a it was song. Dark. Yeah, it felt very like a dark presence, mm-hmm. over, especially in Israel. And so when they <clears throat> erected this idol, this idol, I mean, I'm, nobody knows exactly what it is, but it's probably, when you say a statue of himself, yeah, most most, most theologians think think it, it was him. That yeah. he, he actually made an idol because to, he of wanted people to bow down to him to worship him. Mm-hmm. And so when they played this music, everybody's supposed to stop bow down to the ground, fall down, and worship this idol. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these Jewish boys, refused to bow down. And so these occult leaders, they're called Chaldeans or astrologers, but they're actually leaders of the occult and the black arts, tattletailed. They went to the king and said, there are some Jews 
who are not obeying you and they're not obeying you to bow down. Which meant there are some there, I'm, there were that some gave Jews up who their did own identity identity and beliefs uh, to protect to bow themselves. Down. Yeah. Which is what's happening in this world. Exactly. It's so parallel. Oh my goodness, is now. it ever. And so the king was furious. He said anybody who does not bow down will be thrown into a burning furnace and And he turned it up seven times hotter hotter I mean, than normal. Blazing furnace. So he confronts Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were who were young governors, and they, they so he knew them, and he said, "I'm going to give you another chance," which was shocking that he even gave him another chance. Apparently, he saw he liked them. I mean, it wasn't like he wanted to kill them, and so they played the music, and they said, "We have no need to answer you, King Nebuchadnezzar. We'll never bow we have, down. We will not to defend ourselves. We will not bow down." And um, it's such a poignant moment because the king goes into a full-on rage. They overheat the furnace. Well, what I think is interesting is the the soldiers yeah. that were, they bound them together and the ones that were taking them into that, because you walk into this furnace yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And they burned they to killed death. them. It was so hot that as they were tr- taking them up there, apparently the flames are flying out of this thing and it, it actually killed them. And so, and then it says that they fell bound because they tied them up. They were bound together. And I've they, seen pictures. Yeah, of they what tied it could them up, like. and so they fell into the furnace. And within a few moments, King looks in the. He can see into the furnace, and he says, "Look!" And he says, "Wasn't there three men that were thrown in?" And you know, the Chaldean or whatever said, "Yes, O King, there were three men." He said, "There is four, four and they're walking, walking around. around, and one." looks like the son of the gods which it's not the son of god because he right he little hasn't g, even, son of the gods g. he mm-hmm. had no point of reference for god um for yahweh Jesus like or, us mm-hmm. and so that's called a theophany in, in theological language a theophany or a christophany if it's a christophany it's it's a pre-incarnate christ it's an appearance of christ before he was born which we knew happened in a.d um but this is probably a theophany. It may not have been Jesus. We don't know. We don't. We can't say that for sure. But we do know it was God or a messenger of God, a godlike creature. God. It was God in God's presence, and uh, and the king tells them, yells at them to come out, and they come out, and the people there, all the other governors and leaders, came around them and were shocked because their clothes weren't singed or burned. It says they didn't even smell like smoke. So in a very real sense, they went to hell and back and didn't smell like smoke. Yep. So it didn't even, the fire didn't even touch them. But I love what they, the comment that they made when he was putting him in the fire. Yeah, I love that. Go, go yeah, ahead yeah. He it. said, when, when he's, you know, they said, we're not going to bow to you and, and our God will save us. But, but even, even if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't, we will still not bow down to so you. So how many of us? Have that same, you know, courage to say, even if he doesn't. So let me ask you, Annette, have you ever had anyone check you up in your faith? I mean, just get in your face and check you up. I don't think I have, like you have. I have. I know. Yeah, more than once. No, I don't think I have. Yeah, I was a brand new Christian working for an electrical company up in Panhandle, Texas, and we went over to another community and... It was an old, greasy garage, typical car garage with a bunch of car parts and cars up on jacks and stuff. And 
this big old dude, and he was huge because I was at that time I was six foot tall. This guy had to be six four, six five, and he was a probably three hundred pounds. He was huge, all covered in grease. He had a Harley sitting over in the corner. He was a biker dude to the core, chains off of him. He walks up to me. I had on a Christian t-shirt because I'm a new Christian, so I'm excited. I want everybody to know I'm a Christian. And I'm like 20 years old. I'm a kid, 19, 20. This dude walks up to me and he gets in my face, like stands within a few inches of me, looks down at me. And he says, in this really with no expression, do you really believe that? He's looking at my shirt. And and this could only be the Holy Spirit because without even hesitating, I said, yes, sir, I do. He sat there for a minute, and then he said, so do I. So do I. He said, good answer. (laughs) He said, I'm proud of you for sticking up for what you believe in. We need people to be bold. And I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And and I've had it happen another time. And then then you obviously decided to do the same thing. So I took a lesson from his playbook, Mm -hmm. and through the years, anytime I see someone, not every time, but... You know, for an elevator, it's it's a you know, if it's a, I don't want to just make embarrass anybody, but I will, I'll I'll say things like, "Do you really believe that?" Like these two guys in the elevator in Dallas, recently we were there for the Gateway Conference. We jump on the elevator. We're getting ready to go home. These two young guys jump on the elevator with us, and you could tell they'd been at the conference. They had Christian T-shirts on and stuff. And I looked over this guy and I said, "Do you really believe that?" He said, yes, sir, I do. That's a good answer. I do, too. So, yeah, I've checked up a lot of people through the now years. Now he'll be telling those stories. I hope so. To his Maybe church. it'll help him. <laughs> he was bold, so I appreciated him. He didn't, he didn't hold back. All that to say is that we need people to, to stand up. When the whole world is falling down, if you think about it, these, these Jewish boys, all they had to do was stand when everybody else fell. Because when the, when the siren went off or the music went off, mm-hmm. the signal, they didn't have to do anything. A lot of times we think that standing up means you have to do something that you're not doing. But if you're already standing, you don't do anything but stand. Mm-hmm. And everyone else falls. And when everyone else, and you have to look around, is the culture falling right now? Oh, my gosh, the culture's falling right and left. But all we have to do is stay standing. Right. It reminds me of Ephesians chapter 6. It mm. says, having done all to stand, 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 stand therefore, having put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the armor of God. Mm-hmm. It says stand. So all we have to do is stand when, when no one else is. So it's not like we do something. It means we don't do something. Mm-hmm. We actually stay standing. I want to encourage you in your faith journey because you may not get checked up like I did, but you know the world is not like it used to used to be. The world is not friendly to Christians anymore. At least America is not. I mean, there are things happening all over America right now that we never thought would happen in terms of of intolerance and hatred and accusation and, you know, because we don't give in to everything the, the culture is leaning to in wokeism and all that. We don't give into it. We don't agree with it. So now we're considered haters mm-hmm. only because we're standing for the what we believe the Word of God tells us Which to do and be. incorrect because yeah. we're not haters. We're just not lovers of those things. That's right. And we're not out parading or protesting or carrying signs or doing anything. We're just trying to live our lives for God. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a different world right now. But here's the thing. 
Uh, remember that song by Aaron Tippett years ago? Oh my gosh, I don't even if remember you don't, Aaron Tippett. It says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall, oh, you'll for, fall anything. for anything. Yes. I mean, it's a great country song, and I'm not even a country fan, but I like that one because I like the line of that. If you, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I think that's a lot. Of, there's some wisdom in that mm-hmm. because we do. We have to take a stand and be unashamed of the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the scripture tells us, I love what Paul says, I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And that's the thing, is we need to we need to not hide who we are, not be ashamed. And this is not the time to be silent. I agree. I totally agree. Are you saying amen over your amen. amen corner amen. over there? Chevy's my <laughs> amen corner. Well, listen, I, I just I want to encourage you. Here's here's how we stand up. First of all, we tell our gospel story. And our gospel story doesn't mean this is how perfect I am because I figured it all out. Our gospel story sounds more like, you know, I don't know everything quite yet. I'm learning, but here's what I know. And then what do you know? Well, I know that God loves me, even in spite of my mistakes, even in spite of my, you know, my, my strikes. You know, it's a swing and a miss. Even in spite of my poor choices mm-hmm. or my bad habits that aren't, haven't been redeemed yet. I'm, I'm on a growth track. I'm in process and God's working in my life. And so we tell our gospel story. That's one way you stand up. Another way you stand up is to not give in and participate in everything that's going on around you just because it's happening exactly. around you. Exactly. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And it may mean you don't get invited to some things anymore. It may mean you're not going to be the most popular person in the room, but you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Right, especially if it compromises your faith. Exactly, yeah. Well, we want to encourage you. I know this is some heavy stuff, but, I mean, these guys were willing to die. They were willing to lay the their story. lives down. There's so many stories like that in the Bible. Because oh you've goodness. got Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. You've got Esther. Who, you've got Josh, young Joshua. You talked about Esther the week before, oh, yeah, young Joshua. Such a time as this. You're going to talk it. about Daniel, I Daniel think, this week. Daniel in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. Talk about facing death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not long after this, Nebuchadnezzar strikes again. I mean, Daniel gets tossed into a lion's den and, and the, ends up petting him. I mean, they're like a, like a bunch of kittens with him. And so he shows again the power of God. And not that not that God always protects because sometimes things happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and people do lose their lives and many in the scriptures lost their lives because of the gospel, because of following Christ. And so Dietrich Bonhoeffer who was a great he was a prisoner of war but a great theologian. He died in a in a in a in a jail cell just before the war ended, like sixteen days. If if he hadn't died before that, he would have been released and free. But he wrote amazing, uh, amazing. He, he um, I'm trying to remember the name of his book. I can't call it offhand. But he said this quote that always stuck with me: "Jesus bids a man come and die." Now that's heavy. Mm-hmm. And the question is: not only are we willing to stand up for our faith. But if worse comes to worse, are we willing to die for mm, it? Wow. So I asked that question in church on yeah, Sunday. It got very quiet. quiet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because, you know, we've got our borders are all open. We know there's And we're just crazy three hours things. from the border here. Yeah. We're, crazy things are happening in this world. And, you know, who knew? I mean, Israel would be attacked the way they were so abruptly and 
caught everybody off guard. And, yeah, so uh, now the Middle East nine one one same thing up. caught everybody off guard. Yeah, if if you don't think about it now, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do when the time comes? Yeah. If the time does come, hopefully yeah. it won't. Right. But, you know, it has come for a lot of people. It has. And, and there are believers dying all over mm-hmm. our planet right now, yeah. particularly in, in Eastern mm-hmm. countries and Africa that are Muslim-dominated. I mean, there are people literally dying for it, uh, dying for their, for their faith and dying for Christ. I know this is heavy, but the thing is, Jesus was willing to die for us. So why wouldn't we be willing to die for him? Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, it's heavy subjects, and actually, when I shared that in in church on in both services on Sunday, I had a couple come to me, and they you could tell they had been they were heavy. They were it was really heavy on them, and they said to me, "We had no idea. We've never heard this said in a church before, um, in all of our years, and we had no idea where you were going to go. But we had this conversation, me and my wife, and she's standing there." Just last night, wow! We were sitting around the table, the dinner table, after we'd eaten, talking, and we started saying things like, "What? What would we do if we were threatened? What would we do if we were told to renounce our faith? What would we do if we were invaded and taken over? And now we don't, we don't have any freedom anymore." And they said we had this conversation last wow. night, so they they were blown away because they were like, "This is confirmation." Well, now I think after preaching it. On Sunday, mm-hmm. a lot of people are probably having that conversation. I hope so. And really, part of my role as a teacher, not just a preacher, but a teacher, is to provoke thought and mm-hmm. provoke conversations. And it's not about fear, but it's about no, okay, it's how not. are you going to live the rest of your life? Exactly. Are you going to live for Him? Or are you going to live for yourself? Yeah. Are you going to live in fear? Mm-hmm. And so I choose faith over fear. Right there, you yeah. go. So I want to encourage you. You know, not. We know that this podcast goes out all over the world. We've heard from people all over the world, and I've got the analytics map that shows that we're literally all over the world, and so we know that. And so I know I'm not speaking into cultures right now that may be facing this a lot more than we are right mm-hmm. now, and uh, we're for you, and Jesus is for you. And And let me just say this. Think about what would you do if you were at the tip of a spear or the tip of a rifle or a knife, told to recant your faith or die. And you need to decide that now, what you would do, so that if you were ever to face that, you wouldn't try to be making that decision in, in the moment in fear. Mm-hmm. And I know that's heavy thinking, but it's, it's just living with situational awareness and realizing, mm-hmm. you know, if we have to give our life, bottom line for a believer is it's a win-win proposition. Exactly. If you live, you win. You get to breathe another day and, and live another day. But if you die, you're in the you're in the presence of God where we long to be. You know, we remember, you know, our 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 hearts, you know, our minds and our hearts remember Eden, Eden, but our spirit longs for heaven. Mm-hmm. And so it's a win-win proposition. So I want to encourage you. Um you may not have to die for your faith, but you may have to speak up. You may have to speak up in a friend group. Not compromise your faith. You may have to speak up in a family mm-hmm. situation. Exactly. You may have Christmas, to speak up. Thanksgiving. Boy, yeah. this is when it gets hard on mm-hmm. people during the holidays when they have to get around people that aren't that don't have share the faith that That's they right. have. That's right. And what are you gonna do? Yeah. I mean, let's start at home. Yeah. Like right here. What are you gonna do here? Yeah. We don't even have to go, you know, true. as far as what's going to happen if someone tries to, you know, hurt me. No, let's, what are you going to do during the holidays 
when you're around your family and they're they don't believe anything yeah. that you believe. Yeah. You may How be are you gonna only... handle that? Are you gonna compromise or are you going to stand up? Yeah. In love. Yeah. Everything we do, we should do in love, no matter of what. Of course. We never pour it down people's throat. Yeah. But you may be the only Bible your family, your friends ever read. Read, exactly. So so let them read you and mm-hmm. let them see that you don't not see that you're perfect, but see that you're you're leaning into into faith and leaning into Jesus. So we love you. That's our that's our topic for the day. This is heavy, yeah, heavy stuff. Yeah, it was. We want to shift gears now. We want to we've got some beautiful things to share and just want to say thank you so much for um, reaching out to us. So I'm going to start with some boostograms. I'm not going to go in particular order here, but Ralph Pacheco. Yeah, with 10,000 sats total, he writes this note. Hey, 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 I uh, want to hear about Jimmy's guitars. <laughs> oh, do you have some for uh, sale do, now? Well, I'm just saying, does, he, does he have two it. hours? Because we could talk about them. <laughs> uh, I've got about eight of them hanging around me right now. I know, but I thought you were going to put them up for sale because you're like... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> slow down. Slow your roll, girl. Um, I'm, I'm getting more warm up to the idea that I don't need eight. So okay. we'll see what happens. Are you sure there's only eight? What if the Lord has me give them away? Okay, well, okay, that's I may your sell them into somebody. You have to do what God tells you to do. He says, I believe playing an instrument can bring you closer to God. I agree with that, Ralph. My son is 13 years old. His school has one of the most amazing music programs. To see all those kids performing music at such an impressive level, it gives you a religious feeling. My son plays stand-up bass and a Hofner bass, Paul McCartney style. Share your love of guitar with the children. Get them on stage playing some chords. They will receive the gift of music through God. Ralph, I totally agree with yes, that. Yes, absolutely. It has been a blessing my entire life getting Well, you to taught play our music. son how to play guitar Yeah, as well. he became a worship leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually gave him my favorite guitar, you my did. handmade Japanese. Yes. Oh, my gosh. An amazing guitar. Alvarez Jerry and gave it to him his senior year. And then, what, two months later, it got, it got stolen. stolen. Someone <laughs> broke in our home. Broke in our house in California. Stole it. Uh, it was not cool. But anyway, yeah, he became a worship leader, and now he's a lead pastor, and I think it's because he found the gift of music. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ralph. You're a blessing. And then also coming in at 77,777 <laughs> sats, that would be Adam the Fod- Podfather, the mm-hmm. Fodfather, the Podfather Curry, he says this, listening to bed with my bride, sleeping peacefully by my side. I don't know if he meant that to rhyme or not, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's he said, I had to pause the podcast to thank our Father for answering my prayer to make living up in a down world the best God cast in the universe. Oh, wow. From Dame Annette's opening to the boostograms and value messages and all your wisdom in between, this is perfect. Much love, my friends. I need to frame that. I need to put that in a frame so that every time we do a a show, we can just read this to ourselves. (laughs) Thank you, Adam, bro. Seriously, you're my best friend. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. No, that's true. That's true that you guys inspired, you and Tina just inspired us to to take the step and jump out here in podcast land. And we're, we're loving it. We're having a blast. So thank you. One of the, and just even reading Adam's boostogram reminds me of what value for value means. And if this show encourages you, you can, you can, and it adds value to you. You can add value back to us. One, by boosting us on any of the podcast 2.0 platforms like, um, Fountain or Castomatic, and there's many others out there. You can actually do boostograms where you can send us a note and send us some satoshis, 
And uh, it's a great way to just say, hey, we like what you're doing, Jimmy and Annette. Thank you, guys. Another way you can show value, and this is huge for us, is if you think that what we're doing is helpful and helpful in your walk with Christ and helping you get inspired and encouraged to live up in a down world, then then send our link over to your friends or send our link over to your family, people that you think could benefit from hearing a Godcasters, you know, do what we do. And that's a huge value for us because our heart's to get the good news out and to get the message Absolutely. of Christ out and help people truly, truly live up and experience life in Christ. So that's one way you can help, a huge way you can help us there. Here's another boostogram. This is from Pocket Parley with 5,000 sats. And they say this, so blessed to add your terrific podcast to my playlist. It's another great tool to help me and my family on our spiritual journey. If I may recommend checking out our pastures Pastors? I think Pastors podcast. It's Pastors, but I think it's Pastors, like Pastor. Mm, right. S- Signs of the Times out of Calvary, Knoxville. Oh, mm. Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm. Nice. It, go- it, it hits on prophecy and biblical news of the week. Thanks, and God bless you guys. Thank you so much, and thanks for the, the reference there, Calvary, Knoxville. That's awesome. Tennessee. I wonder if it's a Calvary... Chapel Calvary Church. Chapel, I, it may be. We I love don't know. Calvary Chapel. We love Church. Calvary Chapels, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Pocket Parley. Thanks for the sats, but also for the encouragement there. We have another boostogram from Sir Brian with an eye showed back up. Oh. Today, in the last minute, 4,444 <laughs> sats total. Now, listen to what he says. Four fours for the fourth man in the fire in the 40th episode. And Damonette. That was fantastic intro, <laughs> a fantastic intro. You should stay at the helm. I oh agree. Goodness. I so oh, agree. Wow. Love you, Pastor Jimmy. It's all right. You didn't hurt my feelings because I am in total agreement, Brian, with an eye, that she should stay at the helm. Can't wait to see you all at the meetup. Thank you both for your guidance. This is the meetup we're going to be at. We're going to do a triple meetup in Austin. And what's yes. the date on that? Do you remember? December. Is it December or November. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you look I'll that up, look. and while you're at it, I'm going to talk about it. So there's going to be a triple threat uh, meetup with Curry and the Keeper, No Agenda, Living Up in a Down World. Me and Adam did this before. We had a blast meeting all the all the folks in Austin. November 18th. November it's 18th, a Saturday. a Saturday afternoon. Yes, from 4 to 6. Yeah, I'm doing a memorial Where service that morning, it? and it, it's in Austin. I don't know the location. At a restaurant or somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's like a bar and grill thing. It's like this cool place out back. But I did that with Adam, and it was so cool to meet these amazing people. And I was shocked at how many knew about our podcast. So uh, he said, you're going to find people. And I'm like, yeah, I was shocked. But Sir Brian with I, looking forward to seeing you again. And, uh, yeah, we are we're, we will be there. But the girls are coming, too. So yes, Tina we're and all coming. The, the Keeper and Damonette will and be there as well. And then we leave the next day for our trip. Yeah, we're going. Where are we going? Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Colorado. We were gifted because this is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yes. And, and an anonymous person in our church, well, we know who it is, but gifted us with a with a cabin out in Pagosa Springs, Colorado on this beautiful ranch that's a retreat center. And so we're going to go out there to celebrate our 31st anniversary. And it's the week of Thanksgiving. Week of Thanksgiving. So we'll we'd be, be off anyway. We'll be off office. anyway. So, so yeah. It's going to be beautiful. So it we'll is. thank... We'll celebrate Thanksgiving. We'll be thankful. Celebrate our anniversary. 
uh, in the Rocky Mountains. Super excited about that. Last thing, Sir Brian with an eye says, thank you both for your guidance. Sir Brian, we love you, man. Looking forward to hugging your neck and seeing you soon. Now, we've also got some um, just some beautiful notes from people who wrote into our website. By the way, our website is livingupinadownworld.com. And you can send us a note, you can do a review, you can send an email, you can comment, whatever. We would love to hear from you. So this is from Ashley Slater. Hello, Jimmy and Annette. Just wanted to reach out and say I truly enjoy your podcast. I know you two have a lovely friendship with Tina and Adam, and if all goes as planned, I am going to spend my 40th birthday in Fredericksburg and attend your church that Sunday with Tina, Adam, and my husband. Did she say when? I don't know yet. Okay. I sure hope I get to meet you two while we are in town. I'm sure we will. We'll we'll, we'll know. I am new to faith. Oh, Isn't that wow. beautiful? That is beautiful. Ashley, we're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. I have pushed hard against it for many years, but I am definitely being nudged, and I'm making steps toward understanding more fully the difference between having faith and believing. Your podcast and the stories you share are helping me along in this journey. I just wanted to say your podcast is a blessing. Thank you. No crickets today for you guys. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's beautiful. Ashley, we are so proud of you. 40th birthday coming up. I don't know the date, but I would, we would love to meet you and connect and just hug your neck and say, way to go. We're, we're cheering you on. So thank you for that beautiful note. Isn't that cool? Oh, Very and there cool. was one thing we didn't share about Adam that is a breakthrough moment for us. He was able to attend church Sunday morning, first service. Typically, he has to watch it online. Yep. And uh, Tina attends second service. But with her being gone, he changed his schedule because he said God's been convicting him to be in church. So yeah. He came and it was so good to was, see my, my, oh, my two best friends on forgot, the front row, my wife and Adam. And I forgot to compliment him on his teeth. His teeth are stunning. I just was so, I think I was just so excited that he was there right and he now, does. His teeth are fantastic. And I and, forgot, Adam, yeah. you looked amazing <laughs> uh, as always, but I know you're so happy to have this process finished and yes. it's done hopefully oh, it looks fantastic nothing else will ever have to happen yeah no he looks great yes. but it was just so amazing for me to be doing what i do preaching those services and see my best friend on the front row and yeah. then you my other best friend i didn't know if he should friends. sit next to you and i should sit on the other side <laughs> <laughs> i was like but anyway, I had to say that because I was so proud of yeah, him for being there. It was wonderful. We got another great, this is exciting to me, but Trinity Divilbiss is her name. And uh, she wrote in, and what I, Trinity's been a contributor through, um, yeah, for through several Substack. Months. Mm-hmm. So it was so cool to hear from her. So she says, Hello, been listening since episode one. It's finally time to thank you for sharing your journey. You have brought God into the forefront of my life and have nourished my journey in faith more than anyone else. I am often moved to tears when I listen to the most recent episode, and you are discussing exactly what has been heavy on my heart. The way God is working through you both is a testimony to his love and awesomeness. Thank you both for changing my life. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I know. I'm just blown away. And then she shared something a little more 
personal, so I'm not going to share that. Uh, just about family situation and ask for prayer. So I've been praying for that situation. And she ends with, you both are the best and mean such a great deal to me. Thank you for sharing your light. Many thanks and much love, Trinity. So sweet. I don't even know how to say, what to say. I'm, I'm almost, I'm rarely speechless. But Trinity, that is one of the most beautiful letters that we've ever received, yes. and we're so we're so honored, honored, honored. and thank thankful and humbled um, that that we can help you in this journey and be here to encourage you. We're here for you, and oh, just we want to meet all of you in person. Everybody that somehow, writes in, some way, somehow, some way, we want to meet you, and so and we've been able to meet some. So. I think a lot more in the future, right? Yes. Here's another one. This is from Nancy Moore. I'm not going to go into all the details on this one, but I'm going to give the highlights. She said, you've brought comfort to my son and I. Oh, and we listened today to your podcast about bent, not broken. Wow. I know that spoke to both of us. Know that you are definitely reaching people in a big way. You both are certainly helping a young man who has suffered heartbreak. He's 20 years old, by the way multiple times in his young life. He was baptized Catholic, but is on his own journey with Jesus, as he should be. Both of you are a part of that, along with Adam and Tina. We also watch Bridge Church services on YouTube, which we usually, which we both really enjoy. And because of the podcast and the services, my son and I have had some awesome conversations about Jesus. What's most amazing about that is that my son doesn't talk to many people. He suffers from a condition. He talked to me and his dad, and now it's me. But I know Jesus is helping him find his voice and oh, his people. It's beautiful. Thank you both so much for being who you are and doing what you do. You are definitely helping us live up in a down world. Sorry, this was so long, she writes. Don't be sorry. It, it blesses us. Mm-hmm. Blessings to you both, and thank you again, Nancy Moore. Oh, it's beautiful. Nancy, thank you and your son, awesome son. We are so honored to receive this from you and thank you for showing us some love and and that's another way to show values to write and encourage mm-hmm. it's not always about money and dollars and stuff it's about value is bigger than money yes it's more about the heart, heart. and so thank mm-hmm. you so much nancy by the way nancy i'm spending i've spent time in prayer for you specifically about the situation and lifting you and your son up thank you gosh doesn't that mean mm-hmm. that just blow your mind it's- one last one and uh, this is from Sir Bias Grace. I love David Wicker. I do too. David's I become meet a him. buddy. He's We've become a bro. We've got to meet. He's a bro. And so, David, thank you so much. So, he writes often. So, we, we get a lot of things going back and forth. But I just wanted to share this. It's so encouraging. He says, You don't need to hear this from me, but <laughs> great sermon yesterday. So, he watches our, pod, our, our, our broadcast on, from Bridge Church. He says, I have, I think, a new routine for Sunday. After I worship and serve at 1122, that's the church he attends, it's called 1122, I jump in the truck and kick your sermon on. I walk Greta, I walk with Greta, I think. Yeah, I walk with Greta and finish yours while walking. You preached on one of my favorites. I love that event in our Bible, the Shadrach, Meshach, mm-hmm. and Abednego. We just talked about it. And I've always learned it to be a Christophany. I've always heard and been taught that the other in the fire was Jesus. I love your take. We don't know. We do know it happened. You did a very great job. Again, for what it's worth, I was stoked for you and your congregation, which included me and Greta. 
He says, this technology has a lot, has done a lot of harm, but what the enemy meant for evil, think how fast the live coronavirus infected our earth. That's, that's how f- fast all can hear his gospel. That's, that's a right. cool. Good that's take. Good, it's really good, good take, David. We all saw the lie spread like wildfire. How about the truth? Mm. We're with you, brother. You better, you better preach. And then he says, come, Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all, sir, by his grace. P.S., do you really believe that? So good. <laughs> that's Do you wonderful. really believe that? Wow. Thanks, David. Listen, that's the end of our show. And I mean, what a privilege. Are you going to sneeze? Yeah, I see a sneeze building right now. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop. It's like the more you think about it, the more it's probably going to happen. That's true. Hey, we love you guys. Do, do check out our website, livingupinadownworld.com. And, uh, and you can also listen to all our messages and our worship service at bridgefbg.com, bridgefbg.com. Come check us out. We love you. You're, she's about to. She's right there. She's trying not to. We love you. Have a great week on purpose.